hey, Nick, I got to thank you for the amazing birthday gift this year. Uh, best gift I got all year from our new sponsor, Manscaped. You hooked me up with the Lawnmower 3.0. That's right, baby. I called ahead to make sure it worked on gray hairs as well as regular hairs. So, um, yeah, you're all good. You're, you're good to go, man. Can't wait to see that pruned tree of yours. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pruned. And I got to tell you, the other thing that's great about it is it's not just for using downstairs. I used it on my face right after I used it downstairs. But got to tell you, it's for the money that I didn't spend, you did. It, it really gives you the best and safest shave anywhere you want to use it. Yeah, it makes sense, man. Your downstairs looks just like your upstairs. So It does because I have a boyish, um, how do you say, glisten to myself. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds horrifying, but I'm glad that thing works. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. I have it as well. And as a hairy Sicilian gorilla, I need that big time. It's, uh, it's honestly one of my favorite tools. Like, not even kidding. One of my favorite things I use. I have all my friends using it as well. And they thought I was just trying to sell them something just because they're our sponsor. But they love it as well. Well, for all of our listeners, if you use our code MANGINA20 at manscaped.com, you will get 20% off your first order and free shipping. That's MANGINA20 at manscaped.com. Uneducated, unfiltered, unhinged. This is the Mangina Dialogues. We at it again. With your host, Nick Scopes. And the Gregolicious. You know how we do, cause you know we keeping it gangster and silly. Unplugged like a fool swung titty. About get jitty, cause you know we down to the nitty and the gritty. And we make shit sound so damn pretty. Yeah, cause this unhinged comedy. And right now you're in the mix. So get ready, cause we about to get it poppin'. We ain't stopping. Uneducated, unfiltered, unhinged. This demand on a dialogue. We had it again. Yeah, we had it again. Uneducated, unfiltered, unhinged. This demand on a dialogue. We had it again. Yeah, we had it again. Yeah, yeah. Hello and welcome to the Mangina Dialogues podcast. I'm your host, Nick Scopes. And I'm the Gregalicious. And we are at Royal Fox Studios in Shelton, Connecticut. Beautiful downtown Shelton, Connecticut. Yeah, it's the home of a way less popular podcast called Bo Knows. But we're... <laughs> no one knows what we're talking about, but I just needed to I needed to get it out. We're going to edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> So this is our, Greg, this is our 100th episode. 100. And you thought the way to intro that episode is to talk about our good friend, Bo McDonald. <laughs> Dude, he's looking pretty lean. I'm going to give it to That's him. That's Bo McDowell. He's, Bo been Mc... look, he's been looking good lately. I'll at, give it to him. At Bo McDowell Comedy. Cody too. Anyways, yeah, this is our 100th episode of a podcast you forced me to do over a year ago that I turned out to actually really love and enjoy, and this has been uh, pretty incredible. I don't think I forced you. No, but yes. Kinda. Forced is a strong word. You were just like, you were persistent. You didn't force. You were persistent, and you got the girl. You got what you needed. Oh, God. <laughs> 
That's definitely going to be a video clip. <laughs> Gregalicious gets the girl. By the way, I love recently on all of our podcasts when we do it through Zoom, and I, you know, Greg always is like, "Are you ready? Make sure you hit record." And I always go, "Yes, Daddy," and our guests laugh. And I've been really enjoying that. And I think I'm going to keep it going for a while. Yeah, you should because I'd be the youngest father on earth. <sighs> yeah, you would be. You would have had to have me when you were 18. Not 18. Yeah. Okay, shut up, asshole. <laughs> So AARP keeps reaching out to Greg and he's getting pissed. Really dude. fucking mad. It's anger. It's an angering. It's Why do you get so mad? Why do you hate that? Like, because you obviously, I will give you this. You definitely don't look your age. You look great. Thank you. You're youthful. You, the way you dress, your hair, everything. Fantastic. He, you do not look your age. He means that but just. just own that shit. Who gives I a it, shit? I, I don't need to constantly be reminded by envelopes coming in the mail. <laughs> of what century it is <laughs> it's fucking annoying who needs it i don't need it i got enough people you every day putting posts up on instagram dead at 50 dude you have a shirt that says dead 50 on the back and i put the ad. what do you want me to do it's the one funny thing you've done all i'm year. a creator boom okay oh you're a creator <laughs> so what we're doing today is looking back on 99 episodes it's crazy that we started July seventh, two thousand nineteen. That was the that was the first day. July seventh. I thought it was, it was June. First, nope, July seventh. Okay. And since then, we've done ninety nine episodes. Thirty of them in the month of May. <laughs> thirty one, you jackass. Thirty one days. Yeah, that was pretty wild. Yeah, that was wild. So that's kind of a crazy idea I had of what were we going to occupy ourselves with during a lockdown. Yeah. And I thought the best way to do it was interview every single fucking person we could get our hands on and then figure out what to do with that after. Right. So today is some highlights, not just from May, but from the entire 99 previous. We're going to go through every episode and pick our favorite one minute clip and we're going to let everyone listen to that. 99 episodes. <laughs> from each episode. Is from that what you're saying? each episode. <laughs> Hope you guys are locked down. This yeah. is going to be Fuck you, Joe a Rogan. marathon. Yeah, this, is, <laughs> this is going to be five, six hours long. So what we did was we went and each of us picked some highlight moments from the year and edited down some of those clips and we're going to talk about them. Let's fucking rip it, dude. What do we so got? I think the first one we have to start with is from a guest we had on back in March, middle of March, episode 50, number 50, mm. with Barry Katz. And for people that don't know Barry, Barry is as much of a heavyweight in the world of stand-up comedy and just comedy um, as there is. Yeah. So Barry is a TV and film producer. He's a record producer. He's a talent manager also has an incredible podcast of his own called Industry Standard, which for anyone that's involved or interested in the entertainment world, you should check that podcast out. For sure. He's helped launch the careers of who, Nick? Who can you name off the top of your head? Uh, there's this guy, Dave Chappelle. I don't know if anyone's ever heard of him. He might be one. Yeah, like Dave Chappelle and uh, this other guy, Dane Cook, who like he used to sell out like small comedy clubs. Yeah, like Madison Square Garden. Yeah, like those tiny ones. And... <laughs> Yeah, just like where basketball teams and hockey teams play. No yeah. big deal. Um, Bill Burr. You ever hear of Bill Burr? Yeah. He's, yeah, I've heard of him. He's doing some good things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's selling out. He sold out an arena in the UK to uh, do a special. So I think 
He's finally made yeah, it. He's, yeah, he's, he's paid his dues. <laughs> so besides those those guys, there's another dude who you might have heard of, Louis C.K.? Yeah. So he yeah. kind of helped launch Louis C.K.'s career. Saw his dick. Um, I mean, who hasn't? <laughs> <laughs> and besides those guys, people like Brad Williams and Whitney Cummings, Wanda Sykes, Jeff Ross, Jim Brewer, Jay Moore, who we've had on the show, and just incredible stuff. He produced and created Last Comic Standing. Mm. He produced the Whitney show with Chris D'Elia and Whitney I Cummings. I loved that show so it would, much. I know, it would suck when that show got canceled. It was one of my favorite shows ever. Yeah. And, you know, if you just look at what this guy's done and how he wound up on our podcast, it just makes me laugh when I think about <laughs> it because, frankly, we were not deservant at we're that time. We're not worthy. And we're certainly not worthy still. So here's a clip of that for you guys to check out. Barry. Why are you on our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you why. Because you have a quality that is one of the most important qualities in our business or any business. Persistence. <laughs> and and you are persistent and you're passionate. And you just keep going. You're like a pile driver. And if you can be like that in a way that's not annoying and is not uh, intrusive and is, you know, patient, you know, you can normally get anything you want in this crazy business. Pile driver was my nickname in high school. <laughs> I knew that was where it was going to go. <laughs> I knew it. I, I was going to go with get anything you want. Yeah, because back to the beginning about getting me, you were persistent for this podcast. Oh, you think he was talking about me? Yeah. Oh. I think he was, talk, he was talking about you, for yeah. sure. I mean, I didn't want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst, dude. <laughs> I mean, not the did. worst, but it's something like second You don't have many years left, so we got to get I know, we got to get them all in. Yeah. So what do you think about that when you hear Barry talk about how you know, why he came on and, and what that means to you as a stand-up comedian trying to make it and break into more of a widespread Nick Scopoletti-dominated world. That sounds awesome and horrifying all at the same time. To everyone listening. Um, yeah, when you told me you got Barry Katz and I, you know, I was roughly familiar with who, you know, he worked with and then I looked it up and I was like... Wait a minute. <laughs> you sure that guy's the is guy? Is Greg lying to me? <laughs> like, did he find a lawyer named Barry Katz <laughs> and he just made him go on, come on the pause? Like, he's full of shit. Yeah, because there's no lawyers named Barry Katz. Uh, no, none. No doctors either. Or people I, that own delis. But there's uh, <laughs> Manhattan. I get it. Uh, <laughs> but no, that was. Um, that was incredible. And like a side note on, on the side of that, I, you know, we had his email, whatever. And like, I sent him one of my sets and he gave me feedback. So like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> to have get... like, you know, he was really cool about it. What did he say? Um, I took too long to get into the start of my set. There's too much procrastinating. So he and a lot of girls or guys you've been with have a, pretty much the same <laughs> same feedback for you. I <laughs> sent him the first FTC set, I, the show with Ginsburg, which as you, you remember what a panic I was in the whole time <laughs> from like 5 p.m. till showtime. Till today. Till right now, yeah. That was... Uh, 
but yeah, that was like my, I would say my first real, I don't want to say real show, but like that was the first time I was like, okay, this is kind of clicking. So, but as he said, like, you know, he was straightforward with me and I I, I appreciate stuff like that. I don't get mad or like, I'm not sensitive in that regard. Like, just tell me what I do, what I need to do to get better. Like, and for a guy like Barry Katz, it's like, you need to do this, this, and this. And he was very direct. I'm like, okay, I'll listen. Mark could be like, well, like, maybe I I can't deal with people that do that shit. I've seen it even at, like, my job. Like, when your manager, like, says something to you, not in a rude way, just like, I think you should try it. This would be probably better for you. And they take it all personal and get mad. I'm like, what are you doing right now? Like, why wouldn't you take that advice from someone? who's more experienced than you. Like, why are you taking this personally? So yeah, he was like, you got to get into it quicker. And he, he was straight up. He's like, listen, he was like, I've, you know, I know a lot of people. He's like, you're very lucky you get to send this to me. And people like, oh, that people would might think that's like a dick thing to say, but it's really not. No, it's not a dick thing. It's to a say. thousand percent true. And I'm fine with it. Like, yeah. I get it. Like, I would expect the same thing if like, I don't know, if I were applying for a job and like I had to do like an interview or something like that. And they're like, you took two, like I would, take the advice you take the advice so he was direct with me and it was great and um his episode was great too yeah i mean there's no better person to take advice and and at least have feel that it's very credible advice to take yeah i'd say so i'd say so (laughs) so i mean we could talk about barry forever and we kind of did actually when we had barry on we didn't really get a chance to get many words in i'm cool with that man there's times where you know like people that listen to the podcast just friends will be like you guys need to like talk more i'm like yeah but we have guests that like are like barry cats that just talk and they have great stories i'm not good at why i mean like i understand it's my pocket like it's our podcast but like why would i interrupt yeah let him go yeah you want to hear what he's going to tell you that's valuable i mean to you to me to people that listen you know it's I just can't believe the guy came on our podcast. Neither can I. I can't believe <laughs> he watched took, my set. It took an hour. It's <laughs> unbelievable. And, you know, other people that blow my mind that have taken the time out of incredibly busy schedules to come shoot the shit with us. The next one that actually, I mean, I'm a huge fan of not his political positions, but him as a person um, and what he's done and where what he's doing right now is Anthony Scaramucci. The Mooch. A lot of people, that guest, a lot of people reached out to me. Yeah. Like that I like just, a, a lot of my buddies that were in like finance and stuff like that, they they all know, you know, who he is. And it's funny because, you know, our podcast name is interesting, right? Bit, and some people may see that and be like, what the fuck are these guys? Like, really? Yeah. But when I told people like, when I tell people, for example, at work, like at Equinox, a little bit, you know, they're higher end people. And they're like, yeah, we had Anthony Scaramucci on our podcast. And they're like, what? <laughs> That's the one I send them is like the intro. I'm like, you don't want to hear us, you know, talking with whoever about, you know, something stupid. Like we had Anthony Scaramucci on who, who was, you know, he's the man, dude. He is the man. He's straight up an Italian dude from Long Island that made, that a, made a lot of money, made a fortune in the, in the investment business. And then got involved in the Trump campaign and wound up being the director of communications at the White House for a record holding 11 days, 11 days and went down in like one of the greatest balls of fire ever and lived to tell about it and now has a totally different position on the president than he did going in and why he got to work with him. And just the stuff he says is insane. And this is my absolute favorite moment of that interview and definitely, obviously, in the hundred we've about to do, 
um, take a listen. I mean, I would kill to have the president of the United States call me a nut job on Twitter. It was wild, man. I mean, <clears throat> for one, it's probably true. For two, I mean, that's a great clip that goes down forever. Yeah. Do you remember when he started talking like numbers and like finance stuff, and then my eyes rolled in the back of my head, and I, the, my, they glazed over? Like you saw me like going into another dimension. It was the best. It, I, I did that on purpose. Like I wanted to get Anthony talking about some financial stuff just because yeah, I he knew. started talking about numbers as well. <laughs> like he used words that I don't even know what they are. Not that I'm a genius or anything. He's like, well, but, the GDP is 6 billion. And I'm like, I was like, oh, oh, there no. goes Nick. It, it's, it's over. <laughs> Glazed. You may as well smoke three joints. It's the same effect. But he was so cool. I mean, literally just like, you think a guy like that's going to be a certain way. Just an Italian guy from Long Island who made it, knows money. And he's funny. Like, I mean, that's very what, funny. That's what I, you know, the main reason why I want to have him on is but besides the fact of who he is, is to his personality and that, you know, he was made fun of relentlessly on Saturday Night Live and all these places for weeks, weeks after he was fired. To this day, people yeah. reference him in a comedic way. And, you know, I think that's what our show is all about. It's not just getting on funny people and talking about funny shit because there's enough of that. Yeah. I think what makes our show different and, and cool to listen to is when we talk to people, we kind of come at it from a different perspective. It's like we're talking to them like it's just our friends shooting the shit over some beers at a bar. And it gives them a level of comfortability that breaks down walls where they typically go on a show or the Tonight Show or Conan or any of those places where some of the bigger people that we have on go. And they had two minutes to be funny and to promote where with us. There, there is none of that. It's just come on, let's shoot the shit about whatever comes up, and it makes for a very easy interview. And that's what all the people say afterwards, which is a great compliment to both of us. Yeah, I think I think it worked out well that you you've worked in entertainment and you've met a lot of quote unquote like big people, right? And me, I've never been phased by like meeting a celeb. Like I've never been like, oh my god. Yeah. Like I'm really never in my life. So I think yeah, just treating it like real cool, like. Uh, and we'll we'll get to him, but I remember Jamie Kennedy gave us a great comment. Too. Yeah, he, Jamie's next. But I just want to say that you're you're right. I mean, I you do get to work with me, very well known in the end. <laughs> and I, I think yeah, that that's, in the AARP world, I, I think the okay, touche. <laughs> um, I think that that's worked out for you pretty well. It has. <laughs> it has. So let's get to Jamie. Jamie is Jamie Kennedy. Everybody knows him from. Um, Malibu's Most Wanted, the Scream. Jamie Kennedy experience, experiment, Scream, I mean, and 20 plus years of stand-up comedy where he got his start. I mean, the dude is hysterically funny. It just has such a crazy vibe about him that it's just sort of unreal. He he came on because he he's hosting now a new season of, um, uh, it's escaping, but a comedy show by Comedy Dynamics out i think on amazon and all the places you stream stuff and we just had a crazy fun chat with that guy about all his movies just what he's doing now and just life in general right before his 50th birthday <laughs> here's that clip arguably the most successful person ever in hollywood he said there's two types of quick people in the world there's the creators and there's the destroyers and he goes i like to align myself with the creators. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, very Star Wars-ian. Yeah. Very, and it's true. And it's just like, 
The difference now is, though, it's like you're, you're saying you don't know why they are. Well, comedians have been dealing with Karens forever. Like, now that <laughs> society knows what a Karen is, we've, I call them the triple dub, the white wine warriors, the original Bay City, you know. <laughs> They, they get a little bit of frenzy in them, box wine from Trader Joe's, a little two-buck chuck. They oh, think yeah. they know everything. And you know who my husband is, blah, blah. And they, they've been getting literally tossed out of shows for at least a decade. And they're the most entitled group. And then, you know, now the world is seeing them. But the weird thing now. So that was one of your favorite clips. Yeah, and I'm kind of curious as to why you picked that one. Besides the fact that he has an awesome white wine warriors comment, I have. I mean, the whole critics critics are never creators quote that's been in my Instagram bio for like three years. <laughs> as soon as he said that, I was like, yeah, because years ago when I first started doing uh, like podcast stuff, when I had a strength and conditioning podcast, you're, it, it, I'm not good with putting, you're just putting yourself out there, right? Constantly. And it's tough in the beginning. Now I'm more or less I'm better with it. I don't care as much, but that quote, like critics, <clears throat> critics are never creators kind of, that would help like reel me in, like help calm me down a little bit and be like, listen, man, like the people that say the most shit usually are upset about something. It's never you, not never, but it's almost never you. <laughs> and it's, it's most, not you, it's me. Yeah, but it's almost never, you know, you're, it's, it, they're harboring something. Like, I can't even fathom the people on social media that comment negatively, that take time out of their day to say something to uh, whoever. Like a 19-year-old girl, like, you're ugly. Some fucking nerds like, you're fucking ugly, you stupid bitch. I'm like, <laughs> if any, if someone is taking the time out of their day to do that, they have a problem, Yeah. okay? And they are not my concern, and I don't care. So I, I literally have had that in my Instagram bio for like three years. What's the tag in your grinder bio? Um, AARP for me. <laughs> Looking for a sugar daddy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm tired of working. You know, to, to that, I, <laughs> I, 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 I have a saying that I, I didn't make up. I stole some from somewhere where it's, if you have to tell someone how tough you are, you ain't so tough. Oh yeah, you that know. too. Or yeah. if you wear a tap out shirt, <laughs> that's big. We're in the valley too. I know there was like, the back in the day there were shit. Remember tap out shirts? Oh my god, that's who you knew at the when I was a bouncer. That's who you knew would come to the bar. They didn't know how to fight, but they looked like they, they had a shaved head. They yeah. walked around like this. I, I can tell you, I, I know or knew those tap out guys. Um, the guys who for, made the, the yeah. company. Right, yeah, right, right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I, I can tell you that I, and I, I knew them only because I, I wound up working with them. And the first time I met them in person was in their tour bus at a UFC event in Anaheim, California. Right? Wow. And I had no idea what I was about to get into. So I met these guys. And Mask, who's no longer with us, he got in a terrible car accident like 10 years ago and unfortunately died. Oh, wow. He is full, I mean, they call him Mask because he wears full on makeup like he's in Kiss, right? And he's a super tall, like, fighter guy. Go into the tour bus, I'm like, who are these dudes? And then the other guy is like taller than him, like seven feet tall. It's crazy. And then the, the third guy, Dan, is like super duper short. So it's yeah. this weird mix of like guys, yeah, yeah. like superheroes, and it's just weird. So... You know, met them, talked for a while, really nice guys, one of them not so much. And 
we go to leave to walk into the Anaheim place where the USC event was, and it's maybe a hundred yards, right? Walk off their tour bus, which huge tap out logo, everything. Yeah. It took us an hour and a half to go a hundred yards because of all the fans who like bum rush these people, these dudes. And they spent the entire time talking to them and like signing autographs. And I'm like, who the fuck are these dudes? Had no idea. Next thing you know, you go in and everybody wears tap out shit. And you're right. You like, you knew who was going to cause the problem when one of those dudes walked into a bar wearing a tap out shirt. Yeah. Tap it's out. Very, that very was a big, uh, big indicator of a fucking loser. Usually. How do you feel about affliction t-shirts? I had one. What about Ed Hardy? Never liked Ed Hardy. It was too sparkly. I had an Affliction shirt. That was a real Ginzo back in the day. I I bought or my college girlfriend bought me one. I remember wearing it. <laughs> of course she did. That was a. I know, I think I had one Affliction shirt because it was George St. Pierre's, and we did a bunch of shit with George, and I had to have his shirt. So I, that's, I forgot about that. It was his. Was it George's? No, he wore that. He wore. He, he was had Affliction. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot. Yeah, George was Affliction for a. <laughs> The very early parts of his career. Um, anyway, enough about me. <laughs> like it's my show. <laughs> it's our show. Um, yeah, but the Jamie Kennedy thing, that's why I like that. I just, I, I love shit like that. Cause you can't, I mean, people berate him for shit, right? Like at the end of the day though, he's Jamie Kennedy. He's, and he's made, he's made a lot of successful stuff and they're like, yeah, but what about when he made Tremors nine? Okay. Hey man, you got to get paid. You know, thing like, that's like that's like when, then when people. You know what fucking drives me crazy no. is when people are like, "Dude, Adam Sandler's movies on Netflix are stupid." Now. <clears throat> I'm like, "He's Adam Sandler. You think he gives like he gives a fuck? But he's just having fun with his friends, man. Yeah, he's dude, not doing this for money anymore. He's just he's, he's making... made some of the funniest movies of all time. Let him go fuck around. Oh, he's not as good as he used to be. Okay, I'm sure he's so upset." With his $420 million net worth, whatever the fuck he has. He's so well, upset. I mean, listen, Netflix is paying you know, to make all these movies now. They're obviously doing well enough to keep making them. Yeah, him, Spade. Imagine if it, like you and all your buddies were famous comedians, and they're like, oh, they want, Netflix wants to pay us this insane amount of money to go fuck around and make this movie. Okay. You get to take Rob Schneider with you? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Great. Let's do it. You guys need the money? No, nah, this will be fun. Like, why Why wouldn't you do it? Of course you People do People are it. fucking, whatever. People yeah. annoy Dumb. <laughs> Anyway, um, that was a highlight, too. You know, getting a guy like Jamie on and just rapping with, like, buddies. He's it, And he's very, like, I guess we could still reach out to him and he, and he gets back to you. Yeah, totally. He's, he's a genuine dude, you know. And I, I think that almost everyone that we've had on, including guys we're not going to talk about, but, like, even, like, Jay Moore, you know, came on. Super high profile guy, obviously one of the, you know, touring comedian for 25 years, you know, some massive movies, comes on, shoots the shit like a regular guy, had a lot of great things to say about himself <laughs> and his comedy special. But after the show, he, you know, he'll, he'll chat it up if you want to chat with him and, you know, help out, give you some advice. Yeah. Really, I, really cool experience. One quick funny story about Jamie Kennedy. When we released the episode, he sent me video like you know they get send someone a video in your instagram their dms yeah and you can't just like see it so he he was like pr he was driving in his car and you could tell the phone was like real low and he was like yeah all right so i posted it he's recording himself and sending <laughs> these to me it's like i posted it man so uh yeah just let me know how it does and blah 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 and he's like what the fuck is that <laughs> all right yeah we'll talk later <laughs> like as he's driving in his car and i was like what the hell he couldn't, he couldn't wait eight minutes yeah he was like what 
It was so funny. I just needed to share that. That made me die. Yeah, well, hope, hope it didn't make him. <laughs> Good thing. He's still around. Thank, thankfully. So, you know, in the early days, we had early days, you know, eight months ago, early. Last year. Whatever. You know, we, we had a bunch of great people on that we're not going to have clips of today, but people like Danny Daniels and yeah. her husband Vic um, and a bunch of others, and you know, a bunch of great musicians, the guys from P- Pigeons Playing Ping Pong and String Cheats Incident. But the first guy we really had that is, I'd say, worldwide fame, right, that everybody knows at, when you just mention the name Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah. Everybody knows who he is, whether you like Especially his, in the Valley. Especially in the Connecticut Valley, for sure. <laughs> also certain parts of Louisiana. Yeah. Um, Arkansas, you know, he has mm. he has his thing. Right. Um, but no matter who you talk to, they know who Larry the Cable Guy is. Whether they're stand-up fans, fans of of that style of you know him and Foxworthy and Ron White, um, and he was the first real big dude to say, "Sure, I'm going to come on your show." And I didn't believe it at first. I'm like, "Why is Larry the Cable Guy going to come on this show? Like this yeah. this is a little weird." You know, we we can't do anything for Larry <laughs> that he hasn't done for himself. <laughs> Almost nothing. Yeah. Um, and that was an awesome episode. We talked everything about comedy. He went on an insane tangent about, you know, what was happening in COVID because it was in the early, early part of March when yeah. stuff was just going down before a lot of shit was known. And he just let it rip. Um, but that was the first guy. And I had some interesting things I wanted to ask him. Okay. I have some dumb questions. <laughs> classic <laughs> <laughs> well i you know i never ever you know tell anybody that wants to get into stand-up well you know it's kind of if anybody ever said they want to do it they just got to do it and try it if yeah. you, at least you've tried it and yeah. you say you know what i tried that one time and you never know True. i always tell people you never know so stand-up is such a great fun difficult profession you just never know it's true i didn't know that i was gonna fucking (laughs) be doing shows and having an llc with you and two other idiots and producing and having this pop no idea i got signed up for an open mic in 2018 august 2018 i did four open mics that year it's like one a month (laughs) till the end of the year and then by next june I was hosting a mic every Monday, and then we had, by in July we had this podcast, and then by October we were booking weekly shows, <laughs> multiple weekly shows, multiple weekly shows at uh, this other place in Sono, RIP, um, <laughs> till COVID hit. So yeah. yeah, he's right, man. Just try it. You just never know. So I, I am kind of curious because you guys all bust my balls kind of repeatedly about doing stand up, mm-hmm. which. I don't know if you guys really believe me that I don't have any interest in doing. So I'm just curious when and how long that charade's going to go on. I've given up. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> have you given up? Yeah. There's only time I want you to do is when like I'm like, oh, I'm getting nervous. Someone I thought go, someone go bomb do three minutes. And I then. honestly last week when I when I don't think any of you guys knew I was coming to the show on Monday night that I just walked in just as it was starting and I walked up on stage while they were start while Miles was starting the show. I was like this might be the time and i was and i looked at you i'm like not gonna do it uh, <laughs> yeah i don't care anymore i know it's I whatever know. <laughs> it would be funny i just love how uh 
like all the comics they use you as like a fucking like they always rip on you with the sea grape or something like that they can because i'm their grandfather yeah you're the great great grandfather of fairfield comedy i give them the stage to perform their art <laughs> you had the rain because you have that rainbow <laughs> fucking mask or neckerchief whatever the hell it is it's a gator yeah they call it a mask for these An days mascot an ascot. Ooh, I should start wearing ascots. I feel like you would. I feel like you, you have. Can you pull an ascot off as a COVID mask? Probably yeah. not. I don't think so. If you get it at Brooks Brothers, for sure. <laughs> or Vineyard <laughs> Wines. people don't get COVID, I've heard. <laughs> I know. that That's what's coming out of the White House. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're kind of coming up on what really needs to be our, our end of this recap. So there's a few... I have left, and I'm going to let you pick the one we, we talk about. Mm. Um, April and Amy from Shameless Sex Podcast, which is hysterical. They are two of the funniest, awesomest girls talking about sex in the most comfortable way. And also, they do really funny things on their Instagram where they read haters' comments. Yeah, it's hysterical. It's very, right? Yeah. Like, very well done and yeah. very funny. And, like, that that's the type of people I like. They're yeah. creating, they're like, oh, no, this random person said this. Sorry, <laughs> next person. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I love that shit. It, it is great. I, they're, they're awesome. And yeah. they're, you know, if you like attractive girls, there are a couple of those. Sort of, yeah. Um, you know, living out in the crunchy land of... California. It's, I have so many people I want to go see. Then, then there's Harley Flanagan from New York hardcore band, the Cro-Mags, who, when we had Harley, it was also early, and it was the day he released his single that he hasn't released new music in forever. The guy comes on, and he was shot out of a fucking cannon, and we definitely didn't get anything in. We barely talked, and he went on. It was an awesome interview. Then Evan Shapiro from the mm. president of National Lampoon, who actually, as of two days ago, is no longer the president of National Lampoon, but he had a lot of great things to say about the state of comedy and podcasting and where they're taking the brand. And then one of my favorite comedians in New York City to see and watch on our Instagram and listen to and watch her cooking demos, Karen Fian, had a hysterical story to tell us about how she got fired on her birthday of one of the shitty jobs she had while she was a drunk alcoholic and that's it so i'm gonna let you pick the one of those that we we end our recap on i think i'm gonna have to go with uh karen <laughs> but i do want to say real quick amy and april all they did they had a really quick story just really quick story they're in like northern california like real crunchy whatever right her dog they tell the story about being at a dog park and their dog started barking and a woman goes namaste to your dog <laughs> dude I, if that happened to me i'd be in jail for murder namaste their dog into the next namaste century. to your dog i'd be like oh my fucking god i'm mad talking about it <laughs> you're like turning bright red oh my god all right so we're gonna listen to this karen but we're gonna Fien. go to karen Fien. this story is fucking it's so good yeah. it's so funny and it's quick i paid a hundred dollars a day it was a brutal like eight nine ten hours a day driving i would never know when i was gonna finish i had to go up to washington heights to meet him and i was living in greenpoint it was a very low period but when he fired me he had a great line he was like because i was wasted this is when i was still drinking i used to show up it was my birthday i was like come on he uh he goes you're predictably unpredictable <laughs> i was like mm. i like that yeah we like it too karen it I love how that story has like 
it's quick. It's like 20 seconds, but she kept changing her thought, like in her mind. She kept adding to it as she was talking it through. And I'll, and it's just one of my favorite moments of the She was fucking episodes. working for a guy who sharpened knives in a van. Yeah, that's the part that I had scissors. Yeah, she was a, it was a scissor That was sharpener. her job that she didn't show up to. Working for a guy who shar- would go to like barber shops and salons and sharpen or like even I think uh, restaurants like sharpen kitchens anything with a blade. Yeah, uh, they would show up and she would. It, it's amazing. It's a story that ha- it's too good to be true. It's and like, I love that she was like, "Yeah, it's my birthday. I just didn't go into work." She should date wasted. Bo. That's something Bo would do. <laughs> <laughs> they, they'd make two good sober people. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. So I mean, those are five or six of our highlights from the year. I mean, there's so that was gross. There's so many other amazing people that have come on. I'm just going to run through a few and you don't have to talk about them. I'm just going to name a few. So we had Ashley Hazeltine in who was on Girls Gotta Eat podcast. Yeah, Girls Gotta Eat. I mean, that was so much fun. Then just a who's who of touring comedians from Mike Gaffney, Mm. um, Jackie Martling, Rich Voss, Erica Rhodes. I mean, so many. We had Troy Conrad on who's the house photographer at the The Comedy Comedy Store. Store and I mean, if you don't know his his work, just look him up. It's Troy Conrad's on Instagram. It the the photos are insane. We had on Jeff Scott, who's the house uh, pianist in the original room so at the Comedy Store, and, and the best mime in Cleveland. Best mime in Cleveland. He's there. <laughs> He's like the archivist of the Comedy Store. The stories this guy has to tell are insane. Yeah, check out that episode. We had on Brian Holtzman, who is like the guy that now closes the shows at the comedy store. He is one of the most unique comedians you're ever going to see in your life. Yeah. Um, and we'll kind of end on someone that both, you know, we, we, you know, we definitely consider her a friend at this point. And she was just cast on Saturday night live as the first yeah. openly gay black comedian, punky Johnson, who I think Saturday night live has their first episode coming up in the next couple of weeks. She's been in, some awesome TV shows. She's been on the David Spade Lights Out show. She is a, one of the funniest people you're ever going to see. She's the yeah. most genuine person you could possibly meet. And she was on with us in like episode 17. The recording is kind of rough, but we recommend you listen to it. She will be back. Yeah. Um, And that's how we're kind of going to end. The worst part about all this is I'm thinking about like, you know, these people we meet and they're across country and now no one can travel anywhere really. <laughs> it sucks. It's main thing. Right? Like when Punky was like, when you come to the comedy store, we're going to have some tequila together. And I was like, hell yeah. And now she's on SNL. I'm like, shit. <laughs> shit, <Should've> fucking, <laughs> should have went to LA a lot sooner. Who knew Damn. the world was going to shut down? Hey, at least she's in our backyard. Yeah. Oh yeah. Not just in New York. I keep but yeah, it that. is true. It's like, I mean, I spent so much time in LA and I haven't been there in seven months now. And, you know, in that seven month time frame is when we really built up 60 episodes of people that are performing all across LA, all across the country, but so many in California. And I haven't had the opportunity to meet any of these people face to face, but under normal circumstances, we'd be hanging out and it's just crazy. So hopefully that gets back to normal, you know, in two years. No, next, next like spring and summer, I think we'll be back to normal. I think the masks won't go away for a while though. I think that's going to stay for a pretty long time. I mean, anything they can do to cover up your face, I'm happy with. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You should grow that beard out. Can you grow it up dry balls? Yep. We should do that. I'm, I'm Sicilian, bro. What do you think? I know. Everywhere but the top of your head. I could grow. That's the only place I can't grow hair. <laughs> <laughs> you got me beat there. You're 75 years older than me and you have way more hair than me. Way more. So we also have a new sponsor that 
we'll talk about more in depth, but Manscaped. Actually, used, they're used it the other day. I just trimmed my tree. You know, it's you want to see it. It it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing how your trim work goes. Um, I use it to trim my face. Really? Yeah. What it, face? Everything doesn't have to be about what your balls. What hair do you have on your face? I have a little bit, and it works perfectly. Oh my god! But what I'll tell you, I do use is of theirs is that ball cream. <laughs> <laughs> I use both of them. The deodorant. The ball deodorant and the, and the ball, refresher. And the ball toner, whatever that is. You need the toner. I don't know age. what that shit does. I don't know what the ball toner does. But I know it smells good. They came with your AARP card. Probably like, did. Listen, those things are sagging. Probably did. I don't know, but that that man mower, lawn mower thing. It's great. It is amazing. It really is. And for the money, you can't get a better piece of equipment. No. I've I made multiple people buy it like when they first when they first like Manscaped came out and they wanted you know be on the podcast or whatever. I made multiple people buy it and they were like, "All right, let's see." I'm like, "No, I'm not. Like, I'm not just pushing you guys to buy this because you're my friends. Like, it's actually very good. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like, it's the best shaver I've ever ever had, and I've had you know all the big brands to use for every trimming need, and it is the safest." It has the longest battery charge. Yeah. It's the easiest to use. The grip is great. It's fantastic. It's got a little flashlight in the edge so you can get in those crevices. Or if you like shaving in bed. <laughs> you never... Hey, listen. Sometimes you got to do I'm things... I'm too hairy for that. That'd be a fucking nightmare. Uh, you'd be a crime scene. Yeah, it's but bad. But if you're listening and you want to get a discount, Mangina20 is your coupon code to get discounts off of manscaped.com. 20% off? 20%. Not bad. I Not want bad. that weed whacker thing, the nose thing. Yeah, me too. It was, keeps it's sold out. I Is think it? Uh, it might be back now, but I haven't checked in like a month, so you I should, just went and bought some shitty one off Amazon. You should get one for your ears. I'm probably gonna, and when I get to your age, I'm gonna need it. Yeah, my grandfather got to a certain point where his barber would spend more time in his ears, his nose, than his actual head. Speaking of getting to my age when you need things, you might want to talk to our other old sponsor, bluechew.com, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. For 10% off and free shipping, they will hook you up with some little blue pills that will give you a little extra bump in give the night. Give you a hard time, but in a good way. In a good way. <laughs> anyway, I think that's enough of the sales pitch for this. <laughs> uh, so here's to 100 more. Cheers. So incredible. <laughs> Our stupid little dumb water bottles. <laughs> We're such idiots. Uh, that, I think it's time to go. All right. Thank God. Uh, I hate the valley. I'm just going. See you in 21. Silly. Unplugged like a fool swung titty. About get kitty. Cause you know we down to the nitty and the gritty. And we make shit sound so damn pretty. Cheers.